0: good morning everybody happy sunday to everybody we are the lake norman catholic guys broadcasting from lake norman north carolina i am paul bartman
1: i'm sal marino
0: All right. Thank you for tuning in and uh, listening to our podcast. We truly appreciate um, people listening to us. We're uh, basically just two average guys who volunteer, catechists, teaching seventh grade. Um, These are our thoughts, um, kind of what we teach the children uh, each week. Um, And so we're sharing these within our podcast now. So this week, uh, this is episode 4, we're going to start talking about the order of the Mass. Um, last week we talked about preparation for Mass and what do you do to prepare for Mass. And so for the next few episodes we're going to be talking about the order of the Mass. And there's really four main parts to the Mass that we're going to be covering. The introductory rites, the lyrgy of the Word, the lyrgy of the Eucharist, and then the concluding rites. So, um, in today's, we're going to cover the introductory rites in, in this in this episode. And so, when does Mass really start? Um, you know, does it start when you, you know, when, when Father comes down, the priest comes down the aisle, when does it really start?
1: And that's a really good question. And it's a fitting uh, topic today, too, uh, in light of that we're celebrating Pentecost, start of the universal church, per uh, se, with the apostles. But when we uh, reflect on that question, when does it truly start? And, and for me, I know the thought when I first wake up, I'm already in the mindset that I'm preparing myself, getting ready, getting my mind ready uh, for the celebration of the universe.
0: Yes, and so you you kind of put your private lives aside, and you um, you start preparing yourself. And that's when you—it's the actual act, you know. Worship is communal, so you—the first thing you do is you meet other people, and then when you come into church, you do the sign of the cross. And it, you know, when when we dip our hand in the in the holy water and do the sign of the cross, we're reminding ourselves and kind of renewing our baptism,
1: yep, really. Renewing our baptism, cleansing ourselves.
0: Cleansing um, ourselves, and cleansing ourselves. our minds, in, in, in preparation for
1: mass. And it's also too—it's um, a celebration. So as any celebration. Uh, the greetings of people before um, the people in front of the church that are greeting you. So it's it's truly a social event where we become one big family.
0: Right, right. and so um, after everyone's be you you know you come in and and you genuflect. You know I always give our students um, remind them that when you come into church and you go into your pew or to your seat, to genuflect right. towards the altar towards the tabernacle. Um, it's just a reminder, and it shows reverence to yes. Jesus, and because you're in his house. Because Jesus
1: is in the, uh, the house. Obviously. Right. We're celebrating. So we give reverence to Jesus Christ, who is in that tabernacle.
0: Um, and then you prepare your mind and your soul. You pray. You know, I try to get there early and pray for, for Mass. So, so the first thing that really happens is the procession. They, they process. So that's where the priest and the ministers. They want um, to serve. And the servers come down the aisle and you know um to the altar and it symbolizes many different things you know it's it's one way you know it, it, it's it's necessary for them to get to the altar but it also symbolizes kind of our journey yep. through life um to transition, find heaven,
1: heaven. Yeah, transition to, uh, from the outside world to the um,
0: house of jesus christ right and right. And, and, and the, the altar, altar you know is raised it's symbolic because it's raised as is symbolizing heaven. So as they come to the altar, it's part of their journey, um, going from your life into into um, to heaven. So along with that, you know, people say, "Well, why do Catholics sing? Why do you sing during the procession?" And if you think about it, it's also kind of a gathering. We're, we come from different parts of life. You know we're all different people. We have all different things going on in our lives, but But what it does is it kind of brings us together in song, and one voice, and it brings us together as a community to
1: start the mass. Yep, starts the celebration.
0: It starts the celebration, and it gets people involved and in preparation. And so the altar of the procession is. um, We always start with the cross bearer, and um, that's always the focal. So it's the Crucifixion, Jesus, the Holy Trinity, and it's always raised and it's always faced forward. Correct. It's never forced to face backwards. And then you have the altar servers, and they usually carry candles either they're walking next to the, the cross barrier, but with the size of the pews and the aisles, sometimes you can't do that. So they walk behind and um, carrying the, the candles. Um, and then the lectern servers walk behind the candle
1: correct and they're all at are and keep in mind when they're walking down you'll see that they're carrying three different books um, and those books obviously are uh, essential into the celebration of the mass you have the lectionary you have the book of the gospel and the roman missal or sacramental, which is um, used in accordance with uh, the various uh, sections of the, the mass
0: and usually the deacon if there's a deacon president he's carrying the the, the the book of the gospel
1: yep. the priest Father Carmel will carry the Roman Missal the sacramental and if there's uh, lectures uh, there they'll be carrying the
0: lectionary right and, and usually the deacon carrying the book walks directly in front of the priest if he's not he's he'll walk on the right side of the priest as they as they as they come in, into mass Um, along with that they bow at the altar yep so when they come and they, they finally process down they all bow, and then they proceed to the altar. Yep. And, and you, you got to remember, and and I know um, we teach our ch- children and stuff that the altars you're basically on holy ground. It's very yes. reverent, and really the common person shouldn't, unless you're in mass and stuff, really should not be on. Yeah, the altar. no one, Yeah,
1: exactly. So obviously, if you're an altar server, the deacon, or lecturers you're going to the ambo typically um persons don't go up to the altar
0: and then the, the deacon and the priest will then kiss the altar kind of to draw attention to it and that that's where our mass is going to be and where it's you know where we where are everything's going to
1: happen Correct. so he
0: kisses it and then goes they put the, the book of the gospel on the altar and then the priest goes
1: and does his greeting he, he then obviously starts where he says, "The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the community of the Holy Spirit be with you, which we all um, affirm." And with your spirit,
0: right. And what that does is, it's you know we greet the, the priest back, and so it's our way to start participating as a, a, in the mass. So that's it's part of the introductory rites. And that's our as participants kind of our beginning to participate in the in the mass, um, along with the with with the opening prayer priest will say, you know, what um, what feast it is,
1: uh, what we're, you know. We're yep. if, if there's any part of Mass, like today, was Pentecost, so we obviously had uh, him address the um, the Feast of the uh, Pentecost.
0: Right, right. And, and if there's any offering for the Mass, the priest will, will mention it then as part of that opening procession in that literature greeting. So that's how we we kind of start off. Interacting as part of the Mass, and then the next part of it is the penitential act. So, um, the, you know, in that, you know, we, we prepare for the sacred mysteries.
1: Yep, and, and we, we're asking for God's mercy. Uh, it's not an abs- absolution of, of sins at that point. We're just asking for God's mercy to open up our hearts and minds to the Word of God and to uh, the Holy Eucharist.
0: Right, and we're reflecting too on ourselves, you know, in terms of preparing, you know, confessing our sins. What have has our failures been, and then we're we're preparing ourselves. Yep. So we're opening up our mind, we're opening up our our hearts, and you know we need that God's forgiveness, and that's part of the relationship with yep. Him. So that's us starting the mass and yep. having our relationship yep. with
1: God. And it's important because we acknowledge we're sinners at that point, yeah, and we ask for for God's mercy to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred. So that's that's in, uh, important, and, and that's followed by um, the Kyrie. Curi- yep. Curi-
0: the Elazon. Yep. Which um, once again, um, it's it's a Greek prayer. It's been for many years part of our Mass. Yep. Um, from the very beginning, and it's basically you know, you, Lord have mercy is what it means. Yep. Greek Lord Greek. have mercy. Christ have, have mercy. Lord have mercy. And it re- once again calls to mind our sins, but now instead of that, we're now focusing on the mercy of Christ. and we're looking for that abundance of his mercy and that gift to forgive us for our sins and and it's building that relationship with jesus within uh, within the mass um from that then um we then go to the gloria and so that's probably one of the they say one of the oldest prayers um dating back to the fourth century and like and it it takes different parts of of the bible you know if you think about it it begins with the angels proclaiming jesus's birth you know glory to god in the highest. so what we're doing and and it refers to jesus as the lamb of god so at that point with the gloria we're showing glory to god we're showing giving him reverence we're giving him praise so so if you think about we've just asked sins ask for his mercy but then we give him praise
1: yep and like i said that's that's been uh, an ongoing prayer within the the mass of the catholic church for centuries so one of the oldest. so and that's it can be the uh song or it can be recited and here we i know we do the um singing of of the Gloria, which i love i get i get into that one right i love the rhythm how we do that i love how it flows just one of those um, <clears throat> prayers that, that I can relate to and I feel joy singing
0: and, and a lot of this goes back to the early church if you say you know if you even look at the, at the procession I mean some of that started back right you know after the church became official um, some of these things that we do in in, in the introductory um, have been on forever it's part of our tradition and you know the pope and the bishops they would meet somewhere um, before mass, and then and the procedure the reached to the church. Yeah, they would they would wherever they were meeting they didn't have a, an, a maybe official church but what, wherever they were meeting to have mass, and and people like us would allow them to, to get away from day to day activities and and um, prepare for mass. So a lot of these traditions like the carry the Gloria have been like first, second, third, fourth century. So we've been doing it as Catholics um,
1: since and the beginning. And that's the that's beauty about the Mass. It's, it's, and I, I try to relay, the, relay that to the kids that we are doing something that dates back, typically, all the way back to Jesus Christ, from the, uh, the Eucharist, which was the Passover, uh, where he uh, gave his body and blood for us. So we're celebrating something that Jesus Christ um, uh, advised us to do memory of him right so it's it's important to know the traditions of the mass and and more importantly that every church in in around the globe is celebrating the same mass structure Yes, and that's ancestral it's it's not I know we're, we're 40,000 Christian uh, faiths now in the world and you can go from church to church and other uh, faiths and they're teaching and preaching different things every Sunday right. the Catholic Church same mass structure same uh, gospel reading same gospel so we can all be one universal church and that's important on Pentecost right as we are the Catholic Church right the universal church
0: um from the Gloria then they do the collect which is the next step and actually the, the the kind of the final step Of the introductory rites, so the collect is based is a prayer that concludes uh, the introductory rites of the mass, and it invites people to kind of pray in silence. Correct. So the first moment, it's in silence, and then we offer our prayer to God. And then what it's doing is drawing from the readings and the feast and the purpose of the mass being offered. So we're called to prayer from from Father.
1: Yep. And his hands are extended when he's doing that. The and he says,
0: "Let, let us, let us pray. pray." And then there's a moment of silence, and pray. so it gives you a moment to pray within yourself. And then he does the spoken prayer, and and, and it's tied to you know the mass, and and kind of prepares us for the readings yep, of uh, what's coming.
1: And we respond with, after his prayer to,
0: uh, with "Amen," with an "Amen," uh, uh, and then there's a silence prayer within the congregation after that, and then we kind of sit down after that. And so what it's done is. This whole introductory rites has prepared us for the next step, which is the liturgy
1: of the word. Yep. So if it's it's a flow throughout the, the mass to prepare us to now hear the word of God. Right. right. So and, and that's
0: actually, if you think about, it, we're, it has prepared us for that gift, and it's actually a truly a gift because if you think about it, you know, um, Jesus is is present during the Eucharist, but he's also present. word of god in the word of god he's speaking directly to us so all this is preparing our minds and our hearts for asking for forgiveness asking you know it really the introductory rites allows us to prepare ourselves for worship we come to the church so in summary um prepare ourselves we make our relationships with people around us we're a community um we recognize christ is in our midst correct um by asking for forgiveness, for giving Him glory, and then we reflect on our lives, so we're reflecting and we're preparing our minds. It's just another step for preparing.
1: Yep. And for and most, and most important, we're preparing to accept them, to accept them in our lives at that moment, to accept that word, to accept the body and blood of Christ. So allow them into our hearts, and and obviously we're into the introduction, right? Uh, purpose of obviously of the masses for the celebration but to most importantly become disciples of Christ out into our uh, living worlds outside the church
0: right and and so um, it prepares us and then we're ready now we we're seated and then it's it's we, we now are ready for the, the the word of the Lord and the allergy of the word so in our next episode we will talk about the the word. Yep,
1: we're going to the liturgy of the word, uh, what uh, that means to us, uh, where it comes from, what we're using, what we're uh, reading, uh, and discussing the homily uh, as part of the the gospel.
0: So once again, um, we are the Lake Norman
1: Catholic guys. Um,
0: this is a lot of our episodes, and what we're covering in the podcast is what we cover with our children, our seventh graders. We. Information that we should all know as Catholics, and so we thought, you know, if we're sharing it with our children, with our class, that we would also like to share it with other folks within our Absolutely. podcast.
1: To be, we want to obviously inspire, to start that flame in your lives, uh, to want to desire, um, to learn more about your your faith, your Catholic faith, and what can you do uh, to be uh, a disciple of Jesus Christ.
0: And, and you know, and that's uh, what we
1: need in this day. and
0: a lot of people ask me why. Well, you know, why do you teach catechism or a uh, uh, faith formation? And actually, uh, every day I learn something new. Yep. yep. And so it's renewing my knowledge and my faith. Yep. Um, and the kids actually—it's a, it's a win-win. I yep. teach them something. Um, Sal teaches me something.
1: And that's that, Paul and I were just discussing this off-air. Um, how important is or uh, how amazing it is actually in the fact when we're preparing different lessons the things that we never knew about our own faith so we are constantly learning new things and we share that knowledge uh, with our with our kids and then most importantly with our friends and, and family
0: and, and as I tell the kids they I, I, I some of them don't believe it but they're actually teaching Sal and I too about our faith so it's a it's a give and take yep. and um, it's a win-win. So once again, thank you for joining us today. Uh, today, we, like I we said, we're going to have a series of episodes now um, to talk about the, the four different pieces. Today was introductory rites. Um, the next one will be on literature of the word. Um, and then episode six will be liturgy of the Eucharist and then concluding rites. So thank you for joining us, for tuning in. I hope this was informational. I hope you got something out of it. And uh, have a blessed Sunday.
1: Take care, everybody. Got him on my knees again. Got him back.